Yeah. saying but some information that could you know spice up or you know fix a relationship that's something that you got to search for you know yeah you're right about that you got to do a little digging because that's the stuff that gets flagged or that's the stuff that instagram don't want you to post (laughs) yeah i mean you you gotta you gotta frame it in a way that you know it can't be unfiltered raw and uncut exactly that's the hard part. <laughs> Have you had uh, much of your uh, content flag? Oh, absolutely. I got one post away from my account being deleted. <laughs> um, Instagram has flagged so much stuff of mine that um, I personally don't even think was that bad. Um, I've even posted some of what they reported. Mm-hmm. And other people have said it's not nearly as bad as what I've seen, you know, other accounts post. And my TikTok, my original TikTok got deleted altogether and they wouldn't give me my profile back. So it, it's real. Yeah, what's crazy is they'll allow, you know, someone doing like a uh, a racist TikTok to go viral. But if you put in something that, you know, they just not, they not, uh, I guess, with or against mm-hmm. their quote unquote guidelines, then it's, you know, everyone's up in the, uh, a tizzy and it's just like, damn, well, what about such and such? Why, why is it just me? Exactly, exactly. And it, the guidelines, they've changed them. So it's harder now than it used to be to post things. Um, and it seems like every time they update them, it gets harder and harder. Mm-hmm. So with this most recent update to the policy for Instagram, I want to say um about a good 50 followers of mine page got deleted um just from the new policy going into into play with um they're trying to limit sexual content they're trying to limit nudity and they're flagging anything you know from smaller accounts that contains it it may not even be derogatory and what they were doing is going back um once the policy had changed they were going back into like years you know years of pictures flagging stuff so it's making it seem like you just put it out there however it's been up for like a year and a half but it just got flagged so it's it's crazy what are the chances it's like you know somebody that just like you know always got neglected or turned down that's just going around messing with people they they feel envious of like they get a little power behind like it department it's like you know what she look like type of girl that wouldn't give me her number delete (laughs) (laughs) you know what i would be so upset like (laughs) i would be that person right then trying to get the address to headquarters (laughs) (laughs) I wish somebody would. 
<laughs> but you never know. I mean, it could could happen. Jennifer, welcome to the I Can't Make This Up podcast. <laughs> I want to thank you for joining me today. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. You're welcome. You're welcome. I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience. I am Boo Blogger Bay, um, aka Sex Coach Jay Marie. And my name is Jen Jennifer, so people call me a lot of things. It's okay. Um, I am the creative mind behind the brand Boobtionary. I am a certified sex coach. Um, I do have a sex coaching program. Um, you can book me straight through my Instagram links. Um, and yeah, that's me. We have a podcast, have a store, but we sell uh, everything boob except a bra. <laughs> And that's me. <laughs> so, uh, Jen, where are you from originally? I'm from Richmond, Virginia, but um, I also lived in Charlotte for about 10 years. So I got that mix in there, Charlotte, Virginia. Okay. You in the DMV, same as me. I am. I love this area. It's home. Most definitely. I, um, did you... Uh... You see that thing about the bridge on 295 that collapsed yesterday? I did. I did not know. I didn't know it was here in this area when mm. I originally saw it. I, I thought it was like, you know, third world country or something. <laughs> I mean, not, not down and not shaming anybody, but it always happens. So I was not expecting it to be like local. So that was a shot. Yeah. It happened about... Mm, 10 minutes from my house um oh, really and this was the second time that that particular bridge collapsed the f the first time it happened was in 84 and somebody oh. pulled up an article with the video of the original time it collapsed except mm -hmm. that time it came completely down because there was no middle support like they had it now it was just support on each both sides and this time there had been complaints about you know um them not doing any uh, repairs on the infrastructure in the city. So mm -hmm. then when it happened again, it was like, okay, there were no serious injuries, but mm -hmm. two cars got crushed, you know, mm. X amount of, uh, you know, people were, you know, rushed to the hospital. It was, right. you know what I'm saying? All types of stuff going on. You had three or four crews working overnight to get it cleared the next day because of yes. you know, major traffic. Yeah, I saw the pictures and it from the pictures alone, it looked really bad. Um, I, I I was glad to hear nobody got hurt because the way the pictures look, you would think like like everybody involved would be dead or something. It was drastic. Like it was bad. Yeah, I'm glad no pedestrians was on the bridge when it collapsed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's wild. That's, so, um, what made you you know delve into the world of being a, a you know a sex coach? Um, it's, I didn't really know it existed, to be honest, growing up. Um, I've always been a sexual person. Um, even as a little kid, like I can tell you some stories and you can be like, you was into that that early. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's always just been part of who I am. And when I did get old enough to find out that you can have a career in it, I was like, oh, hell yeah. It was like, you know, find something you want to do that don't feel like work. And I said, well, I can tell some people about, you know, about sex. I said, I'll educate you all day and it's not going to feel like work. So I said, you know, so let's go on and do that. <laughs> but it's been working. It's been working out. 
That's what's up. Did you, are you self-taught or did you like, you know, seek out some type of guidance from someone else you felt as though had a great knowledge base? Um, A little of both. Um, I actually did go to school and get certified for it, but um, I created my platform first. So most of the first like year and a half, that was self-taught. Um, that was me researching. That was me, you know, connecting with like, like-minded people. That's me. Um, I have friends in the industry. So, you know, going to them and saying, hey, you know, me learning and just relaying that information that I learned, you know, to, to an audience. That's all I did the first year and a half. And when I really, like I said, got into it, I was like, yo, you know, we can make a career out of this. We can put some, you know, some dollars behind it. And it's something we already enjoy doing free of charge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So why not? And that's when I enrolled in school for it. And we've been going since then. That's what's up. What, uh, what school did you go to, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I don't mind. Um, I went to Loveology University. It's online. It's under Dr. Ava Cadell. And um, yeah, great program. It is self, self, well, how do you say it? Um, It's self-paced because all of the lessons are there and you pace yourself through them. Um, She does have live panel experts. There's homework, there's quizzes. So it's actually like you're really learning, but it's at your own pace. Okay. So the, I won't say lessons, but uh, the information is already preloaded and mm-hmm. you learn at your own speed. Right. And then she does update it. So it's not outdated information because, you know, even though it's people don't think sex changes, but it does. Your body's change. You get older, you grow. So sex is forever changing. And it's always um, it's always good to keep statistics up to date, because, like I said, things change as the world changes. You know, statistics back in the 70s are not going to be what they are today. So to keep that information up to date is like really important when you learn it. It's key in the sex world. Most definitely. Was it anything that you learned that kind of threw you off or you was just like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, I didn't know that. Well, yes. (laughs) everything like i had this thing all wrong <laughs> like can we like start over i, I want to start fresh <laughs> that's how i felt but um just going through the program realizing what we don't learn before we actually engage in sex it's like oh man we we got this all wrong um down to for example like the chemistry of kissing mm-hmm. that determines whether you're genetically going to be an acceptable mate for somebody. And we're not taught that. So if you meet somebody and you go to kiss them and you're like, ooh, that was a bad kiss. You're not a, you're not a good kisser. That's your body telling you you're not going to mate well with that person. And we, we're not taught this. We don't know that. You know, I would have never known that had I not, you know, taken the course. That's something that I feel I, I just need to know information. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, somebody that can't kiss, I'm be like, oh, well, okay. If that's your one bad area, I can deal with it. But in, in actuality, no, that's my body telling me I'm not made for that person. Keep going. <laughs> but I'm going to sit there and try to make it work because I'm not aware of that. Okay. okay. Uh, I guess I could I could see that happen. I mean, this is rare that you find somebody that'll have sex before they kiss, but it also depends on what, what age group you're in because, mm-hmm. you know, 
youngins these days are, you know, jumping off the porch early, real early. Yes, they are. <laughs> and not knowing what they're doing. <laughs> Just know A, go and B, and that's what they think they need to do. <laughs> okay. So uh, what's another thing that you, you know, uh, that you see a lot of people do that they have no idea that they're doing wrong or, you know, that, that you would people would consider the normal? Not masturbating or touching their own bodies. Um, I've run into that so many times. Like, it's it's almost a norm to find somebody that doesn't masturbate versus somebody that does. And it's it's crazy to say because I'm sure, you know, people that you talk to will probably be like, oh, yeah, I do it all the time. But on a larger scale, there's so many people that don't. It, they like they're afraid to touch themselves and then to get in the bedroom and be like oh wait that doesn't feel good okay well then what does and then you sit there well i, I don't know because i don't touch me you get what i'm saying like it, it's it's a need it's not just you know oh you nasty because you're touching on yourself no it's your body you know i can't expect you to come in and touch me and caress me if i don't do it because i'm not gonna know what feels good to me if i don't do it you don't have you don't you don't know my body yet you're just meeting me so if you don't know what to do i can't tell you either if i'm not doing it too yeah i mean that's that's basically you figuring out who you are and what your mm -hmm. body responds to and what you like so that way uh when you do get intimate with somebody you can guide them in the direction unless they you know they got enough practice to where they can they can find and you like oh well let me shut up and let you do your thing you know exactly but even in that respect you know all the time you know you're not going to have somebody that does everything 100 percent right you're mm -hmm. still going to have to know your body to be like okay move a little to the left or hey switch your hips you know what i mean it's just certain things even in the moment that you can tell somebody to do when you spend that time with your own self yeah that's true so uh Give me a little insight and, you know, some of the questions that you frequently ask. Oh, <laughs> frequently asked questions. Um, let's see. My girl, my girl isn't aggressive enough. How can I make her more aggressive or initiate sex? Uh, one I get from the ladies is I can come by myself, but I can't come with him or vice versa um let's see another one how do you squirt <laughs> i get that one a lot um and the I, I would say the most common question among women right now like in today's time is knees how do you improve megan's knees <laughs> so like i mean <laughs> i'm so serious like <laughs> I get questions and they're like, yo, how do you, how do you, you know, ride better? Or how do you last so long? Or I don't know how to have Meg knees. I can't do that. You'll be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, man. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, so I guess in a, in a source, you kind of become, uh, you know, like a, a slash relationship coach at the same time. If you, if you're teaching those elements along with, you know how to please someone not alone uh yourself at the same time like mm -hmm. you know it's almost like you know you're a teacher but now you got this you multiple hats under this one venue you know exactly exactly that's exactly what it is so um 
love coaching, sex coaching, relationship coaching, all of that kind of intertwined. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to separate them because, you know, when you're dealing with a couple and when you're dealing with um, relationships, you're going to touch on love, you're going to touch on sex, um, you're going to touch on finances. So sometimes, you know, you do over overlap those lines just a tad, uh, but you do have to know where to cut it off because... At the end of the day, I right now I'm only a certified sex coach. So, mm -hmm. you know, to go deeper into like finances or to go even into health problems, I can't do that. I would have to refer you to, you know, your physician or I would have to refer you to a coach in that area if we really were to get into it. Okay. So you prefer to stick with the, uh, the uh, license you have right now opposed to you know, becoming a hyphen and, you know, getting into like, you know, being a relationship coach? Yes, only because um, I'm going to school for therapy. So the sex coaching is my like preliminary to get my feet wet. Mm -hmm. And once I finish with my therapy degree, I'll be licensed to actually practice, um, you know, as a counselor. So that's when I'll add the relationship aspect to it. Okay. That's what's up. So, uh, how long have you been doing this essentially? This will be my fourth year. Four years. Yes. Four years. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had to really think about that. <laughs> okay. So prior to you doing it professionally, you were just like, you know, kicking game to, you know, friends and, and people who were, you know, following your platform and just like, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and, you know, start doing this for real. Absolutely, because what clicked in my mind to really make me set out to do this for real is um, realizing all of my friends came to me for relationship advice. Mm. And when I would give them that advice and they actually followed through with it, they ended up happier. And they would always come back to me and say, hey, I really actually took your advice or I really actually listened and I feel so much better. And I was like, you know, I'm going to start charging y'all. <laughs> and it went from there <laughs> like <laughs> i like i have the two success stories um that i use in my coaching business to you know to help me really get off the ground are friends um and they're close friends they were both going through a divorce one is lgbt and the other one's not and i helped them through that divorce through depression you know through that relearning yourself phase because you're now by yourself again after so much time and they're both like flourishing now and they come to me almost weekly and say hey i just thank you you know you you just were there you were a listening ear you sensibly gave me direction and i followed that and i feel so much better present in the present day and in the now and you know they can look back and actually see what they came through and i was just like you know all right, we're going we gonna to really test this out with some other people. So we can start, start bringing in some money. Because if y'all, you know, you're going to tell me I'm helping y'all out like this, imagine what I can do for other people. <laughs> Most definitely. Had, so that's how it came about. So, um, you know, not to, you know, be all up in your business, but like, mm -hmm. has your, your dating life over the past, you know, I, I'll say like the last five years or whatever, has that been... Um, you know, a different or better due to, you know, you self-educating? Um, yes. Personally, yes. I, in the middle of building my platform, 
I made the decision to leave a relationship that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And in leaving that relationship and realizing the the power I held within me and, you know, realizing my worth, oh, absolutely, that helped me out. I think that is what really gave me that push to go out there and just do it. Because at that, like, when I was in that relationship, it was so much that I felt like I held me back from just because and letting go of that situation it was almost like a rebirth kind of sort of i now knew who i was you know i'm I'm making my own money i got my own things i'm established like it's not child's play anymore you know this this is real life and i had to realize that you know sometimes it does take for people to say hey this is your life you know you control every aspect of it what you see around you is is what you've built Mm -hmm. and until somebody had told me that, I didn't realize it. And when when I was told that, it was like a light bulb went off. And it was like, yo, you're right. You know, everything around me, I did, you know, put into play. And my life looks this way because I made it look this way. And I had to realize that the person, even down to the relationship I carried, is a direct reflection of me. And I was like, you know, I don't want this person representing me because they don't really do a good job. And there's no disrespect to the person. It's just me and that person don't match. So I was like, you know, we, we can do a little better self. We see ourselves doing better. So let's do better. And that's literally what happened. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I feel you on that. And, you know, I, I would suggest to anybody, you know, that's in a relationship, you know, you know, take a good look around and, you know, do some self-reflecting. Like, are you in a situation to where this is growing and this is best for you or, you know, best for the other person. Are you going in the direction they're not or vice versa? Because, you know, that's, what's going to, you know, uh, extend your growth or, you know, Mm -hmm. heighten it. So, you know, people, people don't do that these days. People are in relationships because, or they stay in relationships because of, you know, they don't want to be alone or that's all they know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's more to life. Life is, exactly. you know, it has exactly. endless possibilities. Exactly. I 100% agree with that. Because you get, you do get comfortable. You get very comfortable and you get complacent because it's what you're used to. And what I found is a lot of, a lot of humans, just humans in general, are scared of change because it's different. And we don't want to experience different. And it's just like, you know, we're not supposed to be happy all the time. You know, we, we, we experience these different emotions so that we know what happy feels like. But at the same time, we're afraid to not be happy. And it, it, we can't be afraid to not be happy. And that's, that's that determining factor that most people don't get. That's why they stay in uncomfortable situations because they feel they're comfortable. Do you think that people only equate, you know, happiness with sex or a certain feeling they get when they get around a person without you know, realizing they should have that, you know, when they're not with someone else or in a relationship? I do if sex is introduced too early, depending on the, the people involved. And I don't mean that as in you can't have sex on the first night. You know, it like I said, it depends on the people involved. If y'all have been conversing for six months and it's the first time you met in person and y'all feel that connection's there, by all means, do you. But if this is the first time I'm meeting you ever, you know, I'm not about to jump in your bed. 
I'm going to get to know you a little bit more because if I jump in your bed and the sex is good, that's what I'm going to be looking forward to. I don't know nothing about you, but I know you have sex good. So when I meet up with you again, hey, we had a good time yesterday, so I'm going to want to do the same thing again today, you know? I'm going to want to keep that going. And that's what the relationship is going to be built off of, of that feeling because when in that moment, I felt good with you. I have not experienced you in any other way to know I'm gonna feel good in any other aspect. So that's what I'm gonna, you know, gravitate to. And now as we've grown, I know you in other aspects now, other than just sex and mm, we don't necessarily click, but the sex is good, so I'm gonna stay with it. And that's how we end up in those uncomfortable situations or uncomfortable conversations about, hey, are, what are we? Or hey, are we really together? Y'all <laughs> never said that. Yeah. I, I I've been through enough situations to where even though we had a, a understanding and you know we both had a comprehension of the situation, the emotions changed or you know feelings changed later on, and then uh-huh. all of a sudden it's like we never had that conversation, and someone's days are confused. Typically, you know, it was the female in the particular situation, but you know that's neither here nor there. I mean, but you prove a good point um, because I do run into this a lot as well, where people will get together and they'll have that conversation in the very beginning. But now you turn around and it's two years down the road and you haven't revisited that conversation in those two years and you're still having the same questions. And so what we have to get used to doing or what we have to do more of is communicate throughout the process. And not just say, okay, well, we talked about it in the beginning and this is what you said. And so this is what I'm going to let carry me through the rest of the relationship. What you said at this one moment. It's like, no, that person has interacted with other people. They've experienced different things in that two years time span. Their mind may be totally different now. Y'all need to revisit that conversation so that you make sure y'all are on the same page. And that's where those emotions get lost. That's where that connection gets messed up along the way. That gray area comes into play. And you got people sitting here crying because their feelings hurt. <laughs> okay, so let's say, let's say you was in a situation, right, where mm-hmm. you was, uh, you know, in a relationship with a guy, quote unquote. And the only time you heard from them was after nine or ten p.m. You never been to this person's house, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the most intimate details y'all share was like through a conversation after or beforeing sex. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's no day to day conversation. There's no good morning. There's no good night. You know, uh, very few and far between. It would be like a you know a dinner you know out in the public or whatever. Would you consider that to be a relationship? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> like <laughs> me, no. I'm not even going to look at you in that aspect. I would I would consider you a friends with benefits if that's what we're doing, but relationship, no. Nah. If I don't talk to you in the morning, say good morning, talk to you at least through, you know, once or twice throughout the day, check on you or you say hey, just to let me know I'm running across your mind. Anything like that. It's a, it's a no. Yeah, so you wouldn't turn over in the middle of the night or afterwards and be like, you know, what are we? No. So you, you, cause you understand the situation, right? Right. Yes. And if now I have been 
the bigger person in that situation and be like, I'm catching feelings. Let me step back. But I do that within me without alerting the other person. Because I feel like in a situation like that, it's my issue. It's not your issue because we've already drawn that line that this is how we're going to carry this relationship. So if something changes on my end, I need to be the bigger person to state that. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, in a couple of situations that, you know, myself and I'm pretty sure quite a few men gone through, it's just like, that's when, you know, people get, you know, described as crazy or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, losing it, you know, losing their shit basically because, you know, things have changed and they don't, they don't feel grounded enough to speak on it. When it happens, they let it fester until something happens. And, you know, it's just like this explosion of emotions. And then there's this, you know, big out, you know, outcry. You're right. That's exactly what it is. And like I said, people don't, they think once you state how you feel once, it's how you're going to always feel. And it's like, no, my mind may change at any given moment. Like, even after I say it, five minutes later, I can have a change of heart. It's normal. It happens. But we act like it's a crime for someone to change their mind about something in a relationship. And that's, it's normal. It's, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. You're going to change your mind. You know, nothing's going to stay the same. And if it does, it's not growing. So we have to learn to revisit those things and say, hey, okay, in the beginning, this is how we, you know, were introduced to things. This is what we said. All right, well, six months down the road, I'm starting to catch a little bit of feelings here. So I need to revisit how you feel. You know what I mean? And that also comes into play with communication. And that's a huge part of a relationship. And that's next to sex. Communication is like one of the biggest problems in a relationship. <laughs> you ain't never lied about that. <laughs> communication. <laughs> so uh what uh what most age ranges come to you for advice or that you see gravitate towards your content? Um 18 to 34. That age range is the highest right now um demographically for my business. Um it does range. I have I have some some clients all the way up in their 60s, but it's not as many as the 18 to 34 range. That's like most of, or majority, I would say, or at least half. Okay. I mean, with any skill, you know, the longer you do it, um, you know, the more sharpened you are, the more easier the job becomes, or mm-hmm. I, I, for you, it would be a career. So right. you feel more relaxed than you did four years ago. I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, of course. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I first started, I was like, yo, what am, how am I going to put this out there without people thinking that I'm just like either one weird or two like super freaky. And I was like, I just need to put it out there and be and play that middle line. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, you know, I'm not seen as either, but you'll come to me if you need advice. And I, I, I did not at the beginning. I was so lost. <laughs> so I definitely have gotten more comfortable over time for sure. Okay. Was there was there any instance where you was like, you know, trying to help somebody and the situation just got kind of, I don't want to say out of hand, but just kind of, you know, got away from you? Not yet. I'm not saying like I want it to happen, (laughs) (laughs) 
but um no not yet like most of my clients that i've dealt with so far i felt comfortable with um because uh the purpose of my consultations is not just to hear out your issue but it's also to see if you're a good fit for my coaching business um and if i don't feel comfortable with you as a person i won't work with you and that's not an insult you know what i mean to you as a person or to you know to me um but that's just saying I don't foresee our personalities matching up. So let me refer you to someone else that I know may be more along your speed. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not everybody, um, you know, understands, you know, how to take professional advice and, you know, go about doing certain things because mm -hmm. I don't want to say that they're uncouth, but they don't have enough life experience to how to, you know, carry themselves when it comes to, you know, seeking out professional help and realize it's just because, you know, the media is sometimes over sexualized or social media. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that's what somebody's about. You know, you could look at, you know, anybody page and see something, you know, uh, ass cheeks hanging out or whatever. And you just, right. think, um, you know, that's what they about, but then you mess around and find out they are none like Monday through exactly. Friday, you know? So it's yeah. just like, you know, just because I wear this uniform doesn't mean that's all I'm about, you know? Exactly. And I do, I say that often. Um, I'll just randomly put it up on my page sometimes. Um, even in my stories, I, I have to state that. I say, even though I'm a sex coach and I know majority of the time what you see me talking about is sex, but that does not mean when I, when you hit me up individually, I want to talk to you 24 seven about sex. Like, I do have to state that because people, people assume because of the nature of my job that that's all I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, no, I don't, you know, I know I have work. I know I have, you know, interviews, appearances, things like that. That's stuff I plan for. But if you're hitting me up to just say, hey, and, you know, check in or just on a friendly tip, don't try to introduce sex into the conversation because you know I'm a sex coach. Like, mm -hmm. Like someone hit you up. What's up, Jay? You know, how you doing today? Yeah, that's what's up. So I was with this girl last night. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can show you so many DMs right now and so many emails with just that. With mm -hmm. just that. And they go into this whole spill. And I'm just like, hey, you know, you can book a consultation anytime. <laughs> yes. You know, I, um, I became like a, you know, an unlicensed therapist for a lot of people uh, in my circle. Well, not even my circle, mm -hmm. my associates. And they would come to me, you know, for like advice because I'm kind of like a, a grounded person when it comes to, you know, staying out of people's business, but, you know, having a good judge of character. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point to where, you know, like certain females that was in like toxic relationships or just young and not realizing that they got a lot more growing up to do. Like I just mm -hmm. said, you know what? Uh, cash out me five dollars if you gonna tell me about the same situation over and over again. Like, yeah, you know, if I give you advice, I give you facts on why you shouldn't be doing this anymore and why you should step out this relationship or move on. And then three weeks later, you call me with the same question about the same person. It's like I don't care anymore. You know, I'm yeah. I'm glad that you're you know, physically okay, mentally, mm -hmm. you need professional help, you know, because obviously 
you're you're doing uh the acts of an insane person mm-hmm. by repeating the same thing over and over again and expecting things to change you know absolutely absolutely i 100 percent agree with that and i do see a lot of that um and that's you you kind of try to weed that out with consultations um that's the purpose in charging a little um just like like you said send me five bucks if, if you want to sit here and talk about the same conversation over and over again or ask the same questions and that's that's basically what a consultation is where you if you're serious then you're going to pay that money and you're going to sit here and actually explain your issues to me and seek help if i continue to make them free you can continue to waste my time and then that's when you get in a whole bunch of people where they're they're not really seeking help they just need an answer to a question and that's something you can dm me you know i have a q a on my page put it in the question box i'll answer it but you do have you run into a lot of people like that where they're not willing to take the advice and like i said before those are people i don't work with if you're not willing to listen and you think you're right when you come to me for help i'm not gonna i'm not gonna waste my time because I, i'm not gonna be a brick wall i'm not yeah i feel you on that 100 percent. so you know i think that i think that there just needs to be you know more common sense being passed around than anything mm-hmm. because unfortunately common sense isn't common you know no. <laughs> it is not common at all <laughs> yeah so uh, let me ask you this um so I'm, I'm assuming that you you watch porn from time to time oh yeah i watch porn almost every day <laughs> okay if so, i'm not in the act i'm watching it <laughs> no <I'm> comment <laughs> <laughs> so so let me ask you this at uh being a sex expert or a sex coach does it make hard for you to enjoy because you're kind of critiquing what's going on I thought it would have, but um, no, it doesn't. Well, I'll say with my partner now, if I was to enter the dating world, like 100% be out there single, free dating, it probably would, yes. But because I'm with like one person right now, no, I don't have that issue. Um, And he's actually open to me showing him new things. And, you know, we experiment together. So it's it's not awkward. It's not weird. And I don't, I don't critique it. I just enjoy the moment. Yeah. I, um, I had a, uh, an actor on my show not too long ago by the name of James Quinn. And, um, he was in, a uh, quite a few films. He was in, uh, what was the last Batman movie? Dark Knight Rises. And mm-hmm. we were talking about him working on film sets and he was saying he was excited about, seeing the new conjuring movie coming out and i was yeah. i was saying like you know once you get behind a peek behind the curtain of how things work and you know uh if you're in the you know acting world you mm-hmm. does that make it hard for you to you know saying sit there and watch the movie watch the movie when you're you know saying you're constantly you know you know what it's like being on set and noticing like mistakes or you know saying little right, stuff right. like that and he says you know he said it, it does sometimes but it all depends on what genre of film that he's watching, you know? So I know for you, you know, I, I wouldn't go and assume that you watch porn every day, but it, it's almost like watching, you know, uh, film tape for coaches or whatever. Right. You know, you know, at the same time, you educating yourself 
but you mm-hmm. also studying, you know, for your career path. So I would figure that it was kind of you just be like, well, I don't think he's, I don't think he's really. She's saying that she's getting it, but you know, just because she's coming doesn't mean she's enjoying it. You know. Well, now in that respect, <laughs> it has. It does take me longer to find something that that I enjoy in that respect. Yes, I will say, it takes me longer to find something now. Because uh because I will do that sometimes. I'll get on there and be like, eh, I know you're faking it. Just just move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it, when it comes to watching porn strictly, yeah, I do do that. Okay. So so what yeah. are what are some of your key searches? Anything ebony. Okay. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> okay. Don't laugh at me. But <laughs> I can't watch white people. <laughs> <laughs> I can coach them. I can talk to them. You know, I can show you everything, but I just can't. I don't know. I can't bring myself to watch them. So anything ebony. <laughs> okay. So uh, you you uh, you like POV or you like something with a script? Either or. It just honestly depends on my mood for the day. Because sometimes a script will irritate me. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, I'll fast forward through all that. And then sometimes POV is all I want. So mm-hmm. it depends. Depends on the day. Yeah, compared to my youth, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it changes as far as what you like. But, you know, different strokes for different folks. You know, I know a dude that, you know, strictly watches like, you know, uh, pregnant porn. And I'm just like, hey, really? I, yeah, I'm just like, you know, that. That's different, but you know, right. do, do your thing. You know, everyone has their own thing that gets okay. them there. You know what I'm saying? Some people, you know, need you know five or six scenes as a combination to you know get them to the arrival. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> but everybody's different. That that's that's key, and people don't realize that we all have different sex drives. We all have you know different kinks. We all have likes and dislikes, and sex our sex life is gonna grow it's gonna change something i didn't like 20 years ago i might love doing now mm-hmm. you know that's that's just sex that's it's supposed to grow and evolve as we grow and evolve okay so let me ask you this you you use the phrase uh being with one person does that mean you've been with more than one person not at the same time like i've never completely been like a monogamous person where mm. i'm seeing multiple people at, at the same time in a relationship dynamic mm. um i might be dating several people at the same time but once i'm in a relationship i'll you know i'll be with that one person um but I, I'm, I'm i'm trying to explore the lines of polyamory um just in the respects of like adding a third mm-hmm. i really not really like dating because I, I think it's too for me it's too much to keep up with like it's one of you and i gotta put out all this money for you i don't want three of you <laughs> like i like my money in my pocket <laughs> <laughs> well granted we would have fun in the bedroom but like i gotta think about the other aspects in life too and i, I can't handle all that so you know one is good for me i can add a female to that because as long as she know you ain't gonna get my attention every day mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean i'm good with that but i couldn't do I couldn't do multiple relationships um, right now. I don't see myself being in multiple relationships 
at the same time because it's a lot for me to handle so do people come to you for guidance on you know how to make a, a threesome happen or a polyamorous relationship all, all the time the i get this question and i want a freak can you help me find a freak what do i need to do to get a freak and i and my answer is always be a freak <laughs> <laughs> like to attract something you have to become it and my answer is always become the freak you wish to attract because you ain't gonna be able to keep the freak you wish to attract otherwise because they're probably gonna be more freakier than you and you don't know it or you ex you don't expect it because a lot of people will say they're freaky and um they won't be and i do get a lot of people coming to me um that are interested in polyamory um especially it's a lot of newbies um popping on the scene now that are interested in po polyamory and it's a dynamic to it. Like with anything else, there's structure to it. Like you can't just up and say, Hey, I want to be polyamorous today and then walk outside and Hey, let's date you and you, you know, you can't do that. You have to like legit take time and, ex and explore and educate yourself because it, it is, you know, levels to it. And you have to be secure in yourself before entering into that world. Because if not, you can get taken advantage of and it will make your whole experience with it bad. So you definitely have to be careful. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I, me personally, I I can't be in a three-way mm -hmm. with a woman that I love, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it had to be just, you know, me and two women, you know, who have right. an understanding. Well, not random, you know, I'm going to do my research, you know. <laughs> I mean, not, <laughs> not like walk off the street random, but like you have no emotional ties with. Basically, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to, um, you know, treat them any less than the women they are. But, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, understanding and a mutual respect and, you know, try not to you know, go overboard because a problem that a lot of guys don't realize is, you know, when they dealing with certain women and, mm -hmm. and they're, you know, they just want sex and they're not letting these girls know, but then you give them the type of sex that you would, you know, give your potential wife or, you know, child's mm -hmm. mother, you know, and now, but the, the catch 22 is you don't want a bad report card when it comes to sex that's true too you know what i'm saying so it's like you can't go you know the the phrase you can't give a girl demon dick if you don't want her calling you every night you know what i'm saying yes you know so it's like you can give her 80 don't give her 100 you know i mean but the same thing goes for the ladies like um i i actually was taught this from a guy um and it was very real it hurt at the time to hear it, but it was very real. And then um, what he told me was, he said, you're giving me wife qualities. So he was like, I have no reason to marry you. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And because I really had never heard it before at that point. And I said, um, if I'm giving you wife qualities, why wouldn't you marry me? You know, that's my perspective. And his answer was, well, why would I, you know, take it a step further if I've already got what I need? And that really put things into perspective for me from a male perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, you got a good point. While some people still may get married, 
you know, those are the, the relationships that take 15 years. And then you finally just be like, fuck it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I don't want that. You know, I want you to say, oh, I need to marry her to get more out of her. Not, oh, I'm already getting, you know, what I'm going to get when I'm married. So let me just go on and solidify it. Like, no, I want there to be a mystery to me. So that helped me out a lot with, the, with understanding relationships from the male perspective. And that's when I really, I'm not going to say held back, but that's when I started putting boundaries on things that I did for certain people. <laughs> okay, so you mean as far as all aspects of a relationship opposed to just in the bedroom? Right, right. Like, okay. but bedroom too, like, I mean, I, I didn't know how to turn it down at one point, so to speak. Like, I mean, you go in the bedroom, like, I'm like, yo, let's get to it. <laughs> and that was that. I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know to, to put levels to it. Like, I, I have to create those levels, yeah, but I didn't know to do that. So, you know, now there's levels to it. Like, when when I am married, oh, oh, all right, oh, no holes barred. We gonna go all in. But now, you know, I've reserved a little. <laughs> a little. <laughs> I, uh, no comment, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> We 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 gonna we gonna have to have a conversation on. I can't make this up after dark to talk about that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, what are what are some uh some health tips you would give some people? You know, during uh some of your teachings, because I know it's you know it's more than just you know pleasing somebody, but you know it's certain things that you got to do to keep yourself you know safe and healthy and aware of your situations and all that absolutely for women the biggest thing is check your ph balance notice those different smells those different scents those those different discharge colors um they all mean something and it all is a message or basically your body's communicating way of communicating with you and letting you know something's wrong or either something's changed that doesn't necessarily mean it's a drastic you know, change, but something's different. And it also can um, tell you if your partner's wrong for you. If every time you guys are sleeping together, it's throwing off your pH and it's, you know, it's un raw sex, something's wrong. It's either his diet or he's just not right for you. And that's your body's way of telling you. We got, you know, there's things like that we need to pay attention to. And also drinking your water, both both parties mm -hmm. male and female drink water like yes it has no taste yes it's, it's nasty to some but it's a need uh more so than not and you get water in more than just picking up a bottle of water so if you're drinking tea or if you got kool-aid you to mix together all of that goes into your water intake so don't just think it, it comes from oh i gotta pick up a gallon of water a day and drink it no you get water in your food you get water in your drinks different ways you can get water so definitely stay hydrated, pay attention to your body, and don't be afraid to touch yourself. I'm I'm sorry, but if you think water tastes nasty, you need to change your lifestyle. <laughs> you will not believe how many times that I have heard water's nasty. Oh, I don't drink water. And I'm just like, what? That's your problem. That, that's the problem right here. Mm, 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 mm. I ain't gonna lie. I uh, 
All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm say this, and I'm not gonna try to come off like an asshole, but <laughs> I was I was I was with this young lady one time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she was uh she was a voluptuous young lady. Okay, uh, I was obviously attracted to her. You know, I initiated you know conversation. Mm-hmm. She was filling the conversation, and you know, we set up you know some time, right? Okay, so. Um, the night before we talking, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing the whole flirting thing. I'm like, okay, so, you know, when you get off, come through, you know what I'm saying? We can get this thing done. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, cool. So the next day she comes over and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, basically stripping her down, you know, with mm-hmm. her permission, of course. And, you know, I removed her underwear and then it was like, <sighs> It was like, it was like my soul was like, stop. And I'm mm. just like, what, what is, what is that? What, what is that? What is that smell? And then she looked at me like I was crazy. Like, why did you stop? And I was just, just like, everything went soft on my body. Like even oh. my, my toenails got soft. I was Ooh, just like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, that was a raw smell. <laughs> and, the, and the only thing I could say was, I ain't got no condoms. She was like, what? I said, I just thought about it. I ain't got no condoms. <laughs> and she just sat there looking at me crazy. And I was just like, damn. I don't even know if the gas station got <laughs> Like I was, I was, I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, not hurt her feelings because right, at, that, at right. that time I wasn't mature enough to phrase that, you know, you had an odor. Because mm-hmm. I was gonna say something disrespectful, so I was I was trying to sidestep this whole thing, okay. and she, you know, so then she just left. But I I should have said something, but you know, she was she was like, because I'm six two, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like five eleven. She had okay. a little, you know, what I'm saying. So and I seen her whoop whoop a couple females before. I ain't want her popping off on me. Like I, that's what I thought was gonna be the reaction. So okay. I just kind of you know ignored it. You know, mm-hmm. and but I told myself, you know, for now on, you know, if I come across that issue and thank God it hasn't happened since then, you know, I, you know, I would do the mature thing and say, hey, you know, what I'm saying I, I smell something, you know, so you want to. Yes. Like I, I, I would want to know in that situation, um, like I've never had it happen to me, but I've always been subconscious about it. So like even if I'm coming from a full day of, of work or whatever. I'll still baby wipe it, wash it or something before I even, you know, before I interact with anybody. That's just me. But I know that everybody don't take the same precautions. So, <laughs> you know, you got to have them, you got to have them talk sometimes. You do. And it's no, it's no easy way to have it. So you just gonna have to have it. That's, and everybody always asks, what's the easy way to tell somebody this thing? Or what's the easy way to say this? Or tell them he's not this. Or tell her she's not that. Just say it. Because either way, you know, either way you look at it, it's, it's going to come out wrong to the other person if they're not mature enough to handle it. So just say it. Yeah. So you can't you can't softball in the truth, but mm-hmm. you don't have to be an asshole about it at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. So. What... So uh, when you when you come across those situations like, you know people come to you with that like is it is there any type of you know wild thing that you didn't expect to hear from somebody that you you know gave advice for 
Um, let me see. Wow. I come across wild often. <laughs> well, like one one that stood out. Um it was a lady and her husband. Um yes, she she cheated. And the husband found out before she knew he knew. And what he did was got home. Um, I want to say he either cooked her dinner, had her like a bathtub laid all out, like the, the rose petals. I mean, he did it up like a whole romantic night, so much to the point where she knew something was off. <laughs> and she was scared because <laughs> she, she, she was like, you know, I know what to do. And she said, I don't want to end my marriage. That's why she was asking for help. She didn't want to end her marriage. But at the same time, um, she was scared because she knew he knew. And they were supposed to take some trip. I mean, it was it was like, all right, cool. You know, to, to somebody like us, we like, all right, that's so nice. That's so sweet. He's doing all this for you. Until she got to the part where, you know, to say she was cheating. And I, I forgot how she said he found out, but he did. And um, what? What? There was something crazy that he did to let her know he knew. <laughs> and I cannot remember. And it took me all the way back like I had to just I took a step back and I was just like okay this is a little different <laughs> um I, oh my god I can't remember I'm gonna have to find the story <laughs> because it was so absurd and it was so off he wanted to take her on a trip that's what it was so at the end of the night he, he presented her with a trip just them two um but she was scared to take it because he had already told her he knew she cheated and she said, y'all, if I take this trip, I don't think I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. She was scared to take the trip. And she said, well, I want my marriage to work. And um, she said, I don't want to lose my husband. However, I already know it's a done deal. Um, because he told me, when we get back from this trip, pack your shit and go. <laughs> um, so that's why she was scared to take it. Wow. So, yeah. Did she tell you why she cheated? No. Mm-mm. Mm. They say typically, um, you know, nine times out of ten, the reason someone cheats is either sex or finances. You know, like those are the typical reasons. You know, uh, if you want to throw another one on there, like you know, relationship problems. But it's like if you, if you, you know, how much time were they were they together or married? Oh, they were. They were together eight years. So eight years, you you would think that if you love someone and, and you, you know, created a bond and that you in this union, you will be, you know, open enough to tell them, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you feel a certain way or you having these urges and you want to talk about it before you make a decision that's going to hurt the both of you. But, yep. you know, certain people just I don't I don't think when you make that decision, you make it likely mm-hmm. or lightly, but. You know, there it got to be some type of you know decency when it comes to respecting someone that you love, or at least you've been telling them that you love. Mm-hmm. And that that's uh, that's very true because I saw a post that said you make the decision to cheat, so you know everybody who cheated is a cheater, and I agree with that to a certain extent. That that doesn't mean you're always going to be a cheater, but you do have to make that decision. Like whether, you know, whether you're with somebody and you love them 
you know, you say, never mind, no. But once you get behind that closed door and it's you and that other person, that's a decision you make to continue going. So I do agree that, you know, everybody who cheats is a cheater. But it don't mean you'll always be one. But, you know, just just from the outside looking in, you know, I, I can't speak for everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I think if you really love somebody, you're not going to cheat on them. You know, I don't either. I, I believe that. I truly believe that if you're really in and truly in love, you will not. You won't cheat. I 100 percent believe that. I don't, if you I don't, cheat, you're missing something. Yeah. So I think that, you know, these relationship marriages or situationships, entanglements, you know, they they all going into, you know, eyes wide shut. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, why why do it if you don't recognize what's really going on? Like, you know, you're setting yourself up for turmoil, possibly. So, you know, get to know the person or the situation before you decide to put time behind it. Cause that's the only thing you can't get back in this life is time. You are absolutely right. And I, I always, always say it before you, I've never been married and I, I don't want to rush it. And that's why I've never been married. I'm not in a rush to get married. I want to make sure that once I do say I do that, that's it. And that that person's for me just as much as I'm for them. Um, and so I'm taking my time in that because I want to make sure it's right for me. Um, and I don't want to get 20 or 30 years in to find out we're not compatible. And we just discovered that because we just had our first real talk. You know, I don't, I don't want that. And I think people do rush into it. Um, I've come across women who that's their goal in life is to find a husband and get married and they make it their goal. Um, I don't agree with that, but if that's your life, that's your life. Um, that's just just not my forte. I do believe that you should experience somebody in every aspect, like whether they're happy, whether they're sad, whether they're depressed. Experience all of that first before you say I do, so that you'll know how to handle them in all aspects once you're down the road. You know, because that person, once you say those I do's, you 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 with them. That's you. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like y'all got to go in this house, close these doors, and y'all gonna have to deal with each other's attitude, not the rest of the world. So you need to make sure that that person is gonna be for you, and that you're willing to be for that person. Nah, I, I couldn't have put it better myself. You know, I think that you know, without people speaking the truth and you know putting it all out there, or at the least sharing their experiences, whether it be ups or downs, there would be a bunch of lost English people just mm-hmm. stuck or feel as though they, they're forced into a relationship they can't get out of. Yes, exactly. I feel like that's that's what a lot of our grandparents experience. I really do feel like that because um, I had this discussion the other day on um, Facebook and they were saying like, we don't do what our grandmothers used to do. And another person commented and said, well, that's because our grandmothers told us not to. And in a certain way that, that, that holds truth because a lot of the elders, when they were our age, they got married because of circumstance or they got married because it was arranged. You know, they didn't have certain freedoms we have today to be able to say, oh, hey, I do want to be with this person or I don't want to be with this person. A lot of them didn't have that. It was, oh, hey, well, you're going to marry such and such from down the way. We've already arranged that. You know, 18, here you go. 
and they was just stuck for life. I don't want that. <laughs> you know, I have the power to say, no, I don't like you or no, we don't click. Let me go. Keep going. I'm okay with not settling. You know, I know what I deserve. So I'm going to keep going until I get it. <laughs> hey, I agree. You know, I think life experience is your best teacher. Yeah. And, and no one's got it all figured out. Stop, nope. you know, following the word of, you know, everything that you see on TV or social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's, it's nothing the matter with, you know, picking up a book or watching a video or seeing a, a expert and, you know, taking the advice. But make sure that you, you know, you're gauging the situation and you're doing what's best for you, not following every single step that, you know, someone's telling you. Now, mm-hmm. if they're giving you advice, take it under advisement. That's what it means. It's not, okay, this is what you're going to do from now on and don't deviate from the plan. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly key. And I do tell, I, I tell everybody, I say, at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. I'm just giving you my advice, either what's educationally right or what I would do in that situation from the outside looking in. But at the end of the day, it's your life. You have to ultimately make that decision. I'm just here to help you or guide you along the way because I can't make that decision for you, even as a coach. Okay. So at the, uh, at the end of your consultation, is it, uh, anything that you, uh, you know, you try to impart on somebody outside of, you know, the particular conversation y'all was having, like, like, do you ever, you know, bring up any other subjects and, you know, besides the relationship? Um, sometimes depending on what the issue is, I may go into personal issues mm-hmm. um, because personal issues do uh, weigh heavy on our sex lives. We don't realize it, but the mentalities that we, that we develop around certain things come from things we experience. So sometimes I will go into, um, you know, why do you feel that way? Or what made you feel that way? Did you experience something, you know, prior to that resulted in you being this way? or not liking this or not be willing to try it. So we do sometimes get into personal issues in a consultation. Okay. So before we wrap this up, where do you see yourself uh, uh, going in the next five years? Like what's a, a dream goal that you plan on conquering? Next five years, I'm, who I'm planning to take off. Um, I wanna have my bar going. And I want to have my, I want to have the world's first ever sexual wellness center. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, that's a definitely like set in stone five year goal. Um, and I want to have a place where we can come to and get sex education that we don't normally get in schools or through homeboys or homegirls or, you know, just through word of mouth and conversation. I want to have somewhere where you can come and get BDSM one-on-one or you can come and learn about hygiene. Or you can come and get, you know what I mean? Like sex toys that, you know, that people are not going to be uncomfortable to discuss these issues with you. And so I want to create a center just, just for us to be us sexually. <laughs> That's what's up. I, uh, I look forward to seeing the progression and seeing uh, that come to light. You know, once you got something, uh, a brick and mortar, you know, building in front of you, it's like, I, I thought of this and now it's here. It's like, a, right. you know, you gave birth to a building metaphysically. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Definitely. So uh, what's your opinion on that new uh, 
rosebud toy that's out. <laughs> so I have three versions of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm about to get a fourth because <laughs> I just saw a new one this morning. <laughs> um, so there's the one that everybody has that's the suction. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have one with a tongue and it does like, you know, flickers back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then there's a soft, like sponge-like textured one that um, has different ticks in it. And it, and it, at different speeds, it'll tick okay. and pop, if that makes sense. I, I mean, I probably will have to show you <laughs> <laughs> for you to understand what I'm talking about on that one. But either way, it's a trio. And um, I love them. I like the suction one the most, the one that's the most popular that mm-hmm. y'all see everybody testing. Um, it to me it has the most power, um, and you know it's a suction toy, so it's directly on your clit. Like can't get no better. <laughs> and then I do want to try the one I saw this morning. It has a, it's, it okay. It extends. It has a wand handle to it, and it has a mo control at the other end. So you can, you can hit both points. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, do you uh, you ever uh, run into women who refuse to use it because they don't want to, you know, have their body numb to the feeling of you know actual actual person like an actual penis opposed to a toy? Yes, I've actually gotten that question um, before too. Is will I lose feeling if I keep playing with myself or if I turn this up to the highest you know highest degree? And you won't lose feeling. It, that's that's a myth. Um, you you won't lose the feeling. It may be numb, like you said. It may be numb because you didn't put it on a a highest voltage, but mm-hmm. the feeling is going to come back. It's just probably numb for that moment. You're not going to lose it. Okay, so it's people out here that's you know using sex toys in uh, the wrong way and messing themselves up, and not realizing that they're you know possibly damaging themselves. That's what it is. Yes, you're damaging the nerves around it if you're not doing it right. And if you do end up losing feeling, that means it's a nerve damage. It's not really the clit itself losing feeling. Okay. So in your experience, do you do you receive like a, a greater climax from your toys or from a person? Um, I mean, I don't have to say a person. It's, it doesn't replace a person. Mm-hmm. Like, I still want that human interaction. I still want, you know, the touch, the feel, just the the, the environment it, it creates. I still want that. However, I'm in a long-distance relationship, so when that person's not here, the toys keep me from going elsewhere mm-hmm. just for the purpose of sex. So it keeps me in-house because, like, I only like, okay, we only meet on weekends because of work schedules. Mm -hmm. So throughout the week, I'm going to want some, but instead of me, you know, hurt saying, I'm gonna make that decision, hurt your feelings and go out here and just get some, I'm gonna go upstairs and just, you know, use my toys. Yeah. uh, I've been there, done that. (laughs) Unfortunately it didn't work out, but you know, that's just, that's just in my case. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, do what works best for you. And you got to be willing to try different things and find what works best for you. No bullshit. I can't, I, you know, I couldn't have put it better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know best for you. <laughs> I 
mean, most definitely. Like, I mean, not just that, but, you know, people don't, they don't realize, you know, how much control they have over themselves. They expect, or they, mm-hmm. they, they don't know that they can create those feelings themselves. Like, not everyone's into that, though. Not right. everyone can, uh, I don't want to say do that to themselves, but not everyone knows how to work their own body and make these things happen. And then some people are just lazy and they mm-hmm. prefer to be, you know, serviced or taken care of when it comes to, you know, being sexually gratified. So that's what you have, like, and then, you know, I mean, not to be putting down women, but you have those lazy women that just lay there or... Oh, the pillow princesses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I had to learn about those the hard way, too. But, um, so I, I saddle the line. Like, I, I don't, I'm pansexual, so I don't care what you look like. I don't care who you are. As long as we vibe and there's a connection, it's cool. Now, that don't mean I go for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I have to, you know, I still have to connect with you. However, I just don't care what the body looks like. Um, so... And dealing with my first woman, oh my gosh, she thought I was a pillow princess. And I was like, what the hell is a pillow princess? She was like, that's the girls that just lay there. They don't do nothing. I was like, oh, honey, you got the wrong one. (laughs) 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 But yeah, that's how I found out what pillow princesses were. (laughs) Okay. So let let me ask you this and I'm going to wrap this up. Who, Who gave the best head? Was it a dude or a girl? Prior to the person I'm with, it was always a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Prior to the person I'm with, and I will say the person I'm with helped redeem the men for me in that area because I'm so serious. I have never come from head before now from a man. I used to tell men, don't worry about it. It's okay. Don't do it. I'm so serious. It took like dating women for me to actually enjoy it. Wow. I <laughs> L- Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> give it up for my uh my guest. This this conversation could go on for hours, but I know that she's busy. I know that she has a, a lot going on, but I definitely got to have you back on and absolutely we got to, we got to continue this conversation. And, um, you know, I, uh, I want to, I want to get a, uh, I want to get a big T after dark session going with you. Cause there's some, it's some oh, stories yeah. and some, you know, I'm pretty sure some people I know that could benefit from X, ex- uh, you know, saying some of your, uh, expertise, you know? Absolutely. I'm definitely down. This is fun. Okay, so uh, why don't you let the people know where they can find you at and, you know, everything that you got going on or anything uh, special you got coming up. You can find me at Boobtionary on everything, um, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's B-O-O-B-T-I-O-N-A-R-Y. It's like dictionary, but without the dick. Take out the dick, insert the boob, (laughs) and you got (laughs) Boobtionary. And you can book me um, directly through my social media pages. I have a book me link in both pages. Web, um, what do you call them? Bios. Mm-hmm. I have a link. Um, you can also find me at the Boobooful Sexpert on IG. The Boobooful Sexpert. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, my podcast. Yes, definitely. Search Boobtionary on any podcast platform and you'll find us. Yeah, I'm subscribed on... Uh... Apple, Google, and uh, Spotify. 
hey, check you out. Well, you know, you know, sometimes when you get those alerts, like you might get, you might get one, like if you post something, let's say like nine in the morning, I won't get it to like 1 p.m. So that yeah. way, you know, when it drops on one of the platforms, I'll know, all right, let me go check this one out. So, you know. You're right. You're right. The delayed response. <laughs> yeah. I get, I get that all the time. Like, hey, man, I just listened to it. I'm like, for real, that, that dropped like 10 hours ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Like I said, this has been dope. Uh, I've been your host, the Land of a Legend, aka Big T, and this has been a, a very interesting and first time sex expert talk on the I Can't Make This Up podcast. And doesn't mean this is going to be the only one. This is just the first one for many to come, hopefully. <laughs> oh, man. If you're listening right now, I'm pretty sure you're on Anchor or Spotify or Apple or Pandora or, you know, Stitcher, one of those great uh platforms you can also find this on youtube facebook instagram and twitter that's i can't with a k make this a podcast so don't forget to subscribe don't forget to follow don't forget to like and you know leave some comments let me know what you think and please please support my guest by following her checking out her content because she's giving you game and not only is she giving you game she's fixing relationships she's fixing you in all aspects of life from her expertise and from what i've seen and what i've heard and what you just listened to you definitely going to have a good time while learning absolutely <laughs> but thank you guys for watching thank you guys for listening until next time peace i can't make this up being the wing man got me punched in the face by this crazy chick I can't make this up Gave this cool old man to ride home Now I'm harboring the fugitive I can't make this up Pin between the fat chick and the speaker Now my shirt smell like her backside I can't make this up It's all bad cause my man about to get stabbed And his hand over french fries Bad And I'ma let the land over legend Do the rest I'm out